This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Last year my dad was admitted in a good hospital for covid treatment and when I checked the bill it was really shocking for me. My mother was admitted uh, in hospital when we were going through the uh, bills my father came across an entry where over 500 syringes had been used on a particular day i took my mother in law to a multi speciality or uh, renowned hospital and uh, they conducted various unnecessary tests and charged us wrong my daughter was admitted for some eye treatment when the bill came i realized that they had overcharged me one of my friend was admitted and upon discharge i was shocked the two stitches that my grandfather had basically it cost us 21000 rupees 60000 rupees in all not even for a 24 hours time 17000 for a day for a minor treatment they had overcharged me by rupees 20000 we were not in a state of mind to pursue this further so we just let it be whom do i complain to we didn't want to you know cross question them because for us it was my grandfather's health that was a top priority We don't intend to alarm you, but I'm sure this does sound relatable. It could happen to you or me or almost anyone we know. Well, there could be some hope finally. In an unprecedented move last week, the Competition Commission of India or the CCI sent out notices to Max Healthcare, Apollo Hospitals and Fortis Healthcare asking them to explain how they set prices for drugs, syringes, medical devices and other healthcare equipment. If the CCI is not satisfied with the answers, the hospitals face huge penalties. Will the hospital chains be finally held accountable for exorbitant charges? What sort of penalties will hospitals face if they fail to satisfy the regulator? Why has no state government addressed this problem before? I speak to a former senior bureaucrat Sujata Rao who worked with the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare for many years. Tina Thakur, my colleague and senior assistant editor at the Economic Times, and Sonam Chandwani, managing partner at KS Legal and Associates. It's April 8th. I'm your host Ratna Bhushan and you're listening to Profits Over Patients on the Morning Brief. Max Healthcare, Apollo and Fortis Hospitals declined participation in this podcast. Hospitals overcharging is rampant and shocking. Sujata, despite having connections with the government, went through a distressing incident at a top hospital in Hyderabad's Panjara Hills where her sister was diagnosed with sleep apnea. The surprising bit was the huge cost that was charged for a 2 or a 3 day ICU treatment and uh, the kind of am- am- amount it took for CT scans and x-rays uh, of which they never gave us any record they didn't give us any files of either the test done or the diagnostics conducted and like 76 pairs of gloves for one evening ridiculous kind of billing so um one then traces uh, points as to what is the ethics uh, of all this kind of a billing how do they do the billing and uh, it was a lot of money yeah it was uh, almost 3 lakhs of rupees or so for i think it was two or three days of uh, uh, icu treatment so um i was just 
taken aback by the kind of, and I saw the detailed uh, details in the bill. And as somebody engaged with this, these kind of issues, I did find that very, very disturbing and a matter of worry. I mean, if it could happen to me, to the several people who don't understand many of these aspects, uh, how uh, devastating it can be to cough up so much money. I must say that uh, you have to have a lot of grit to keep fighting. Uh, I gave up, uh, which is not nice in the hindsight, but I, I couldn't take the battle very far. Hospitals often tell us to buy medicines and medical products from their own pharmacies, many of which are priced higher than what we get from chemists outside. Is this even legal? I asked Tina. I know uh, this has been happening, but it's not legal. Uh, like You cannot force a patient to buy from a certain outlet. Um, it's the patient's right to buy from wherever uh, he wishes. So what primarily what is happening is that sometimes the doctors prescribing the drugs will tell you that there is a certain brand that you can buy and you can buy it from their pharmacy, which is happening. But then it's very subjective. It's not that all of them are doing it. But yes, uh, you will definitely see uh, these kind of uh, things happening around. But if drug prices can be regulated by the government, why can't prices of services at hospitals be controlled? So hospital service is a state subject and healthcare cannot be a part of a central government mandate. So if the states, they don't follow the provisions of Clinical Establishment Act, then hospitals can get away with the, you know, charging exorbitantly. So uh, some states do follow it and some don't. So, and then it's not mandatory on their part as well, on the state's part, uh, that to follow prices. While it is established it's not legal, Sonam tells us why and what limited options we have. I think it's typical occurrence for hospital to overcharge patients because the industry is unregulated and uh, the government also has limited authority. So, if you believe you have been overcharged by the hospital, all you can do is you can file a complaint with the higher management as these hospitals typically have a redressal committee to address the uh, complaints of the patients. So in case if you do not receive assistance or your issue still remains unresolved, what you can do is you can file a lawsuit against the hospital authorities. So in that case, uh, you are required to maintain all the records and documents to support your claim. I think also the government has tried to take action in the past. Many state health officials have been regularly issuing notices and penalizing uh, the hospitals for overcharging consumers. But what I see is consumers rarely go to the extent of filing a complaint or suing the hospitals. Also, there are various things that government has failed to do like capping of the medical fees because the IMA has opposed the price regulation. So this made me wonder, is anyone listening to the patients? And even if they are heard, why do redressals take so much time? A patient can always go to court and you know claim whatever if they if they've been charged exorbitantly or if they are facing any such uh, problem. Like in case of medical negligence as well, you can go to court. But the problem here is that long and long and it's a long wait. So basically, you can say that there is not something a prompt decision will be taken and patients won't be charged. It's not happening like that in India, but yeah, definitely you can go to court and then it's a long redressal uh, form in India. But to say that instantly you will get a relief, that is not there. Right. These loopholes in the system are just benefiting the hospitals who are milking profits in every possible way. Even when it comes to non-essential medicines like syringes, gloves, etc., there is hardly any price control. 
The problem, Tina says, is to do with higher margins. Pharma companies offer medicines to hospitals at higher trade margins compared to pharmacists outside. On certain drugs, there, there is a price control. And there are uh, some drugs which are not under price control. So there are over like 800 drugs which are under the national list of essential medicines which is uh, for which the price, prices are regulated. So uh, currently we have like 23 medical devices which have been notified as drugs and are regulated under Drugs and Cosmetics Act. So, uh, and of these, only four, which is like cardiac stents, drug eluting stents, I use uh, condoms, they are included in the national list of essential medicines and therefore subjected to a notified price cap. And a few years back, we also had these knee implants which were brought under the price control under para 19 of the drugs price control order 2013. But the remaining prices, the medical devices are not under any form of price regulation. Private hospitals in Mumbai have overcharged the patients. As many as 200 instances of overcharging by private hospitals have now come to light. The hospital, according to the complainant, refused to give the family her body till a bill of 19 lakh rupees was settled. The parents of a 7-year-old dengue patient were billed 18 lakh rupees for a 15-day stay by a hospital in Gurugram. Despite complaints from all over the country, the regulations are not being enforced enough by the state governments. As Sujata has been closely involved with the government, I asked her why this is happening and if there are any international examples we can learn from. Two, three uh, policy implications of this. One is you can follow the Japanese model where all healthcare, all, uh, it's all delivered by private doctors but it's completely regulated and the pricing is administered pricing. That means the government fixes the rates for every small blood test to uh, MRI. And the doctors cannot step out of that uh, charging. And, in, and, the, uh, and all these rates are published in a schedule of rates, a book which is almost 300 to 400 pages, which is available to every citizen. Uh, so, so that is one way. And the budgets then are released and the doctors uh, at the hospitals are compensated according to the billing that they send. But they cannot step out and charge anything more than what has been laid down in that book. And the people know also accordingly because they have access to the schedule of rates. The other is that you, you have a system where you have some kind of a regulation on, on costs. While the government, I understand, in the Indian context, may not have the uh, the ability to be able to control prices the way Japanese uh, government uh, does, uh, at, but at the same time, it can insist on transparency. So there seems to be a long way to go to get the right policy response from the government. But what led the CCI to intervene? It was Vivek Sharma's case in 2015 at Max Super Speciality Hospital in New Delhi's Patparganj, where he had to pay 19 rupees 50 paise for a disposable syringe. Sharma, a social worker, had bought the same product from a chemist store in the city for 10 rupees. CCI finally took some steps, but is it going to help stop the hospitals from overcharging us? Sujata gives us her insights. First of all, the Competition Commission, as far as I understand their know, is only when there is monopoly pricing. And in this case, there's no monopoly pricing. It's a free competitive environment that we have today. Do they, on what basis do they say you're overcharging? How do they know it's overcharging? On 
what is a uh, the 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 foundation on which they are uh, saying this is overcharging or undercharging or not appropriate charging. So that's one. Um, the second is that I don't think Competition Commission of India is the appropriate agency to to deal with this problem. As I said, there's no monopoly pricing, so I don't think CCI has that. Uh, expertise or that mandate or uh, the, the technical capacity to be really able to judge and say you have overpriced. Unless in elements of fraud, they can. Like if a drug costs, uh, the MRP is, like in the case of stents, the, you audited 20,000 rupees, um, you can charge a reasonable profit of say 10%, 15%, but you can't charge one and a half lack of rupees on, on a stent, on a good that you bought at, uh, at a factor of a price. So those kind of things, they can certainly try to moderate and, and uh, say that you are really overpricing uh, your products. There's the CCI action, but there's also something else in the works. Public policy think tank Niti Aayog 2 has proposed regulation of medical costs. Tina gets us the details. So what is happening right now is that the government is actively considering setting trade margin rationalization across the board so that prices can be controlled. So there was a proposal which was given by um, Niti Ayo uh, to cap trade margins at 65% for medical devices. And the formula was that the maximum retail price of the device will be decided by adding the trade margin to the price at the first point of sale, which is a stockist. So basically, as you said, trade margin is the difference between the price at which the manufacturers or the importers sell to stockists and the price charged to consumers. Now, the problem is that this has been under consideration for, you know, uh, many years, but um, it's in works, but nothing has happened so far. But yes, this trade margin rationalization, if it happens, it will happen across the board. Trade margins, in other words, is the difference between the price at which the manufacturers or the importers sell to stockists and the price charged to consumers. Back in 2010, the government did bring in a Clinical Establishments Act for registration and regulation of hospitals. But the act never got implemented. Result, every state making its own price control rules. The whole idea of implementing Clinical Establishment Act was to follow a certain roadmap, which has obviously not been implemented. So what has happened is that it went to the states and states have just uh, tweaked and tailor-made according to their um, whims and fancies. So you won't see. So the, the idea was to bring uh, um, price capping to various procedures that are being performed in the hospitals. I don't know how uh, well they are being followed in every hospital and hospitals per se. If there is no regulation, why would they do it? So are there instances of any redresses at all? I think it takes years and years. It's not very easy. Um, forum that we have in India, I think we need to improve that as well because there's nothing for a consumer. Nobody knows. I don't remind, I don't, I don't remember any case where somebody got, you know, a redressal like in months and uh, I'm not talking about in my years of covering health, I've not seen anybody. Is CCI's move too little? And what are the options before the government beyond the fair price regulator? Sujata sums it up. You always have an option. The patient has an option to go to AIMS and get the procedure done at fraction of a cost. So then that puts pressure on the private sector, hospitals in Delhi and uh, surrounding areas. Uh, to bring down their prices and keep them under control 
because patients realize that the same quality of care is being given to me at a cheaper. So transparency of pricing, letting people know, information to the people that don't pay more than this, it should not cost more than this, can be a huge pressure uh, to see that the pricing is, is normal. And that is where the government uh, can certainly uh, enforce its uh, regulatory system and its, its uh, governance can certainly be enforced to say that you will tell us how much you're charging what and what are the protocols you're following. Uh, that, I think, is, is, is valid. But I don't think government can ever say you shall charge only X, Y, and Z amount for these kind of procedures because they're not paying for it. So the, the doctors, uh, the hospital management will say, well, on what basis are you telling us uh, to do this when you're not paying for it? So that is a problem. Um, so I think, yes, I think government cannot leave it to the private market. We saw this happen in COVID where governments didn't intervene and you saw how people were completely uh, taken for a ride uh, in the treatment and the amount they had to pay. As things stand today, there are no policies or guidelines about refunding excess charges to patients. Yet, the investigation by the CCI, which began in 2018, could finally bring in change, control ad hoc pricing, and bring in transparency in the way hospitals sell drugs and medical equipment. It was after all the regulator which played a crucial role in reining in high drug prices in India. And we hope the day is not far when we can walk into a hospital without worrying about hugely inflated bills. That's all for today. I'm Ratna Bhushan and you've been listening to Profits Over Patients on The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Surubi Modi from The Economic Times and Varun Kapahi from Awaz. Sound editor Saundarya Jaychandran from Awaz. Executive producer Arijit Barman from The Economic Times. We're signing off and hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do share the episode on your social media networks. The Morning Brief is every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description box.